Hi, Miss Katalik. Hello, Miss Isla. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Just sitting out here on your front porch, watching some kids ride some bikes. Also watching this beautiful hummingbird sit and feed at the feeder you have out. Mm. It's a gorgeous day. It's windy today. It's a nice warm wind coming in. Earlier we were sitting on the porch and we watched my little puppy, Topo, chase a little baby snake. It was his first time ever seeing a snake. <laughs> and he ran across the yard kind of pouncing at this little baby snake. We thought maybe it was frogs at first and then we saw this thing slither right underneath the rocks by the porch. It might still be hiding there right now. <laughs> Ms. Katalik, I'm so excited to keep reading our story that you started for us last week and to hear about where Tall is going to go on his adventure. Who who was that person that was inviting him? He had a funny name, huh? He did have a funny name. Nooms or Noom, right? right? Nooms or Noom. And Nooms or Noom had a donkey, a donkey with with pink ears. And little bells on his ears at that. And little bells on her ears. And and the funny thing about that donkey is she could talk. That's a that's a funny thing. That is a funny thing. I've never met a talking donkey before. Have mm. you, Miss Island? I have not met a talking donkey, but maybe maybe I will sometime. If you do, you have to let me know, please. Yeah. <laughs> and Nooms or Noom sounds like quite the character himself, doesn't he? He wears these beautiful red shoes that come up at little points mm. in the toes and, and what else about him? Big floofy white pants, pantaloons. Pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Katalik, shall we find out where, where they head off to? Yes, please. The next morning, Tall got up before anyone else in the village. He put on a brand new sarong and his new pair of shoes. And in his hand, he took a little sack with a few belongings in it. He did not take much because he was poor and did not have many things. He went out of the house as quietly as he could and ran down to the inn. There, he found Noom Zor Noom and Millie Tinkle up and ready to start. They had not come downstairs yet, but were still in their room. I'm coming with you, said Tall, still out of breath from running so fast. Now tell me where we are going. We are going to Troom, said Noom Zornoom. Where's that? asked Tall. You'll find out when we get there, said Noom Zornoom. It is a long way from here. It's a country all by itself, up on a high plateau. What's a plateau? asked Tall. An extensive stretch of elevated and comparatively level land, said Millie Tinkle, flapping her ears and making the little golden bells tinkle. I see, said Tall. He really did not, but there was something in the way that the donkey spoke that made him ashamed of having asked that question. Before we start, I want to tell you why I am taking you along, said Noom Zornoom. I promised you I would last night. After you hear what I have to say, 
You need not come with me unless you want to. I'll want to, said Tall. I'm sure I shall. Then listen what I have to say, said Noom Zornoom. And don't ask questions, because I want to tell you as much as I can before it's time to start. Then the old man made Tall sit down on the side of the bed. And this is what he told him. Troom, where I come from, is ruled over by a mighty king called Tazarin. He has a beautiful palace, and in that palace is a large room with a great throne in it, on which the king sits and rules. The throne is all made out of pure gold, just as a throne should be. In the wall, at one side of the throne, is a huge golden door. No one is really sure whether it is a door or not, for it is never opened, but it looks like a door, so they call it one. This door is heavy and solid, and right in the middle of it is a carved head of a beautiful woman. As long as anyone can remember, that woman's head has been there. Each king of Trum knows that when he's in deep trouble, if he will consult the golden head, it will sometimes speak and give him advice. But always, before the head will speak, a golden plum must be pressed to its lips. If the woman opens her mouth and eats the plum, that means she is about to speak. If she refuses the plum, then she remains silent. But once she's spoken, her words must be obeyed, or disaster will come to the kingdom of Trum. This much is known about the golden door, and that is all. About eight years ago, King Tazarin of Trum had a baby son not more than a year old. The king loved his son more than anything else in the world, and often he would have the little prince brought down to him and put in a cradle at the foot of the throne. Then the king would sit and look and look at his child. He loved him so much. One day, while the king had the boy with him, the queen called to him from the next room. The king got down from the throne and went to see what the queen wanted. He left the baby in the cradle, never thinking for a moment that anything would happen. But when he came back, the cradle was there and the baby was gone. The king rushed about the room and called for help. The queen came, the guards came, the servants came. They looked from one end of the palace to the other, but all in vain. They could find the prince nowhere nor could they see a sign of any kind that the baby that told them where the baby had gone the king was beside himself with grief and when he was sure that nothing he could do would bring back his son he made up his mind to consult the golden door so that night he called together the wise men of trum and told them this and that has happened to my son and nothing that i can do will bring him back or even find where he's gone so I'm going to consult the golden door. When the wise men heard the words that the king spoke, they shook their heads and said, it is better to wait a little longer. If we consult the woman's head, we shall have to obey her words or disaster will come to the kingdom. She may command such things that are not within our power to do. It is much better to wait. No king before you has ever consulted the door so readily. The king said, there can be no greater disaster than to have the prince stolen. What could happen that would be worse? Tell me, and I will do as you say. But the wise men could not tell him. So the king made ready to consult the door. He called for a golden plum. 
and when it was brought to him, he pressed it to the woman's lips. At once her lips became as if alive, and she ate the plum. Then she said, O king, your son has been carried off by a djinn. He is safe, but he will not come back to you until a story is told that pleases the golden door. It must be such a story as a child would love. Tomorrow night, five stories are to be told in this room, each by one of the five best storytellers in Trum. If the door does not open, in another year, five more stories are to be told, and so on year after year. When the right story shall be told, then the golden door will open and your son will come back. But until that time, no power on earth can bring back the prince. After that, the head said nothing more. It stopped talking and was silent. The king said, her, er, her words are easy enough to obey. It is good that I have consulted her. She must mean that the prince is behind this door. It would be well to open it by force and see. The wise men shook their heads and said, do not touch the door. It has always been shut. Let it remain so. Terrible things might happen if we opened it. The king said, I must see if my son is behind it. He paid no attention to what the wise men advised. Instead, he called the soldiers of his guard and ordered them to batter the door down at once. But all the battering and all of the strength of all of the soldiers did not budge the door a single inch. They tried everything they could, but the door would not open, nor could they harm the head of the woman that was carved on it. So King Tazarin ordered his men off and left the door as it was. From that day that his child was taken away, King Tazarin became a cruel and hard leader. All he could do was mourn for the lost prince, and he paid little or no attention to the needs of the people of Trum. He proclaimed an order that no child should come into or go out of the kingdom until his own son was found. Every year, he picked five storytellers who each told a story in front of the golden door. And when these people failed to open the door, they were seized, put in chains, and thrown into prison. For eight years, the door has remained shut. Forty different storytellers have tried stories and failed. And the people of Trum, as well as King Tazarin himself, are beginning to think that no one will ever open the door. Time after time, they have tried to make that woman speak, but she remains silent and will not eat the golden plums that are pressed to her lips. So the king can do nothing but keep on having stories told every year in hopes that someday he may see his son again. This year, said Noomzor Noom, I have been chosen as one of the storytellers. For many months I've been traveling all over the world, gathering as many stories as possible. Now it is nearly time for me to be back in Trum. I've heard about you, Tall, and... I think that a story that would please you might please the Golden Tor. So I'm hoping that you will want to travel back to Trum with me, and on the way I shall tell you such stories as I have. If you hear them all and tell me which one you like the best, there may be some chance of my opening the door. 
If I don't open the door, I'll go to prison. Tall listened to everything that the old man had to say, and of course the more he heard, the more he wanted to go to the kingdom of Troom. He said, I would love to go with you and hear your stories, but I'd hate to have you go to prison because I chose the wrong one. What makes you think that my choice will be better than anyone else's? I know it will, said Nooms or Noom. Any child would love a story that pleases a boy like you. For a moment, Tall was silent, and then he said, What are you going to do with me when we get to Troom? Don't you think that King Tazarin might let me in? If he's not letting any children in or out of the city, you ask him if he won't, will you? We'll see about that when we get there, said Nooms or Noom. Are you sure that you would like to go? Of course I am, said Tall. I wouldn't miss such a trip for anything. By then it was getting light outside. The day was breaking. Nooms or Noom walked to the corner of the room and, with a great deal of trouble and care, he lifted his block of crystal up and strapped it on to Millie Tinkle's back. Then he said to Tall, Come on then, we must be going. We have a long way ahead of us. The three of them left the room and went down the stairs. First Nooms or Noom, then Tall, and then Millie Tinkle. When they came out onto the street, they found that all of the people of Martuna had come to say goodbye to Tall. They were standing in a great crowd around the door of the inn. Some of them looked happy, but most of them were sad at the thought of parting with Tall. Nooms or Noom, who saw things as they were, turned to them and said, I will not keep Tall with me long. He shall come back safely. While he is with me, he will see such things as no child has ever seen before. He has been good, and has worked hard, and he deserves a trip. The people, when they heard what the old man had to say, and how nicely he had said it, did not feel worried at all about Tall. They were glad that he was going to see such things, so they all shouted goodbye to him, and told him to come back soon. While this was going on, Nooms or Noom reached under the cloth that covered the crystal block and pulled out a small bag. The next minute, he was throwing handful after handful of gold pieces to the people. While they were all busy looking at the ground and picking up pieces of gold, Tall and Nooms or Noom and Millie Tinkle disappeared. They were not to be seen anymore. None of the people of Martuna saw in which direction they went. All they knew was that the last anyone saw of Tall, he was walking down the street with the old man with green eyes and the white pink-eared donkey that carried a block of crystal on her back.